across the line. We'll do it live. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Listen, fucking things suck. Don't again. This is probably going to be one of my most important videos that I've done yet. We're going to discuss a couple of things, uh, new things that have come up. I have received uh, consulate documents from my White House Insider, and we also have some memos that I have referenced in the past, and I'm going to walk through everything that I've been deciphering and learning from these videos excuse me, from the documents that I received. So, we'll get into this. The crux of it, I want to just introduce you right, right away. What is it all about? This is it. This is what the documents reveal. There are too many people waking up. There are too many Americans, more and more of them, that are suspicious of Israel. More and more Americans aware of Zionism. This has been around for decades and decades. You go back to the 50s, 60s. There's a, a lot of literature about Zionism and Judaism. It's not unusual, but the difference is today, more and more people are waking up to it. It's been a real tipping point where you have you always had maybe about half a percent of the population that was aware of Zionism, uh, that did not like Jews and whatnot, but they were never part of the mainstream. They were always dismissed as conspiracy theorists. They had no influence. So they were not really a threat. But that has changed. And you know that has changed. Anyone paying attention knows that has changed. We have seen a big change in uh, comment sections on YouTube, many people making references to Zionism. It has become a part of the nomenclature through the influence of 8chan, 4chan, many, many websites, and ultimately many, many YouTube channels that have been speaking the truth very aggressively uh, for many years, but it is really gotten attention lately. It is somewhat of a uh, cumulative effect, a snowball effect, where more and more, more people start to wake up to the truth and the facts, and it just expands, and people become more accepting of it, and they start to say, okay, it's okay for me to look at the information. I'm not an anti-Semite for looking at it. Uh, and it, it really started to click for people. So this has been a big change in the recent past few years. What happened is that Israel, its agents, its propagandists, have been playing very, very, very close attention to this over the past few years. They know this is happening. They are very concerned about it. 
talking about 0.5% of Americans who have some idea of Zionism and they're against it and they understand it. That number, according to these documents, is now about, I saw two numbers. They said 15%, and another one said 7%, but that is a very large number of Americans that are have woken up to what's going on with Israel and, and Zionism and the Israeli lobby and the influence. They're all afraid to hate Israel. That number is very high, and it is very concerned. This is much of what the classified documents talk about, but we'll get into that more. I wanted to set it up for you so you actually understand what this is really about. What I was given from the White House Insider, the main part that you really need to know, though, is they have a plan for all of this. So I'm going to talk about that now. There is discussion within these documents. Uh, years ago, to ban the YouTube channels, to shut it down, all of that. But they changed course. They made a decision to do something completely different, and they decided instead of censoring everything to fund and promote gatekeeper channels, shill channels, to simply gather and collect all the open-minded people who were looking at the issue. And they did shut down some of the legitimate channels, and that has actually happened. If you're following some of that, you are aware that there have been channels that have been shut down, almost completely eliminated. Some of those channels were not a part of the original gatekeeper channels. They have no connection. They are truth-telling channels. Some of those they've eliminated that they felt were a threat or that might be calling out the gatekeeper channels. So, I'm just looking through some of the documents here and seeing what I want to talk about next. One really interesting aspect of all this is that the gatekeeper channels and the shield channels, typically these would be disinfo channels. Uh, disinfo channels like Alex Jones, for example, has been a long time disinfo Zionist channel. Very, very active in dis deflecting people away from Zionism. Alex Jones talks about everything, but he never talks about Israel. So that is an active disinfo channel that's been around forever. What they created with these new geeky channels is very truthful channels. They're very honest. They don't put out a lot of disinfo, they are actually legitimate. And that is done to to give them credibility among these people who are awake, who are waking up. It was very specifically done, the documents to talk about that. Now I'm going to talk about what is the purpose of the whole operation, and the purpose of this is to, to put out truthful channels to attract people to them. They call it tag, track, and ID. It is a term used throughout the documents, TTID. It's something you want to remember. This is very 
commentary of these documents are referred to all the time. So what does that tell you? They want to tag, they want to track you, and they want to identify who you are. If you are watching these channels, if you are informed, if you are awake on these issues, they want to tag you, they want to track you, and they want to know exactly who you are. They want to know, and uh, it talks about the, uh, tracking people's IP addresses through YouTube. They have access to YouTube. They do know who you are. So this is discussed a lot in the documents I'm just looking through right now. And there are two projects, and it's very important to, to li listen to this. Project Pogo is one of them, and Project Zypher. I will spell that one. Z-Y. P-H-R. Project Pogo and Project Zypher are the two projects that the classified documents are referring to, and each has a different role. Project Pogo is about the YouTube gatekeepers, how they are all agents, they are all paid to put out truthful information so that they can tag track and ID the people that are watching the videos and giving them likes and giving them comments. They're tracking all of it. Project Zypher is a different project and that's what I'll talk about in a bit. That is the second stage here. That is coming up. And that is the extermination. They're going to exterminate these people, whether it is tag them for anti-Semitic speech, charge them with crimes, eliminate them completely, and this is where I'll talk about in the documents where they talk about guillotines, viral attacks, targeted, how they're going to eliminate these people without too much suspicion, without too many people noticing. But here's the problem. As I read the documents, I can see I have documents from Four years ago, I have documents from two years ago, and then I have documents from three months ago. So there's a progression in the timeline as the projects change. And Project Zypher has changed. In the beginning, they have been talking, they were talking a lot about, okay, we are going to infect these people with a virus that uh, imitates the flu virus. They're going to eliminate them in various ways that would not be suspicious. In the, in the documents I have now, from three months ago, they are saying the amount of people they have to eliminate is too large. It is too many. We are talking about millions of Americans. And this is where we see their plans are changing. And they are going to initiate something that is devastating and that is extremely frightening. And based on what I can see in the documents, we're talking about power outages along with a purge. They're going to come in, they're going to take you out of your home, and they're going to put you into a uh, military vehicle or whatever, a van, and drive you away and place you into a camp. It is a very, very big operation that they're planning. It is millions of Americans. They will do it under the cover of night, under the cover of blackness, during one of these blind blackouts. The blackouts are, based on documents, I'm 
just looking at it right now. They have a three-day blackout. They have a nationwide blackout that lasts two days, and a lot of localized blackouts. So there's a whole series of blackouts that they're going to do. And, of course, it will be blamed on all kinds of things. They might blame it on Iran. I have seen that mentioned in the documents. They've already prepped people for this. There are going to be more blackouts. There are already uh, predictive programming. So we may see more of this uh, as we go on. As far as I can tell from Project Zephyr, or Zephyr, they are planning this next year and the year after. They are not done tagging, tracking, and identifying everyone. I, it looks like they're at about 78%. I looked in the documents, and there were a couple of indications of how long, far along they feel the project is. They're like 78% done, but they're not completely done. It, it does take time to identify a, a YouTube account and then track it to the email that it was created with and then the IP address and then find out who created it. It does take them a lot of time to do that. It is not instant. It does take a lot of research because a lot of people create a YouTube account with an email address that doesn't give any indication of who they are, uh, an account name that doesn't have their full name on it, they don't use their real pictures. So it is a challenge for them. That's why the project has been going on for so long. But it is coming to a close. In the next six months to a year, it appears it is coming to a close. And that is when Project Zypher will be initiated. So I have some notes here. I'm going to continue on talk a little bit more about. Right. They're being tracked. They're being identified. That's the whole point. A lot of people have said, well, why are some of these YouTube channels allowed to exist? Why are they allowed to so openly talk about the truth? And some of you might know uh, Adam Green, uh, No More News, and there are a whole bunch of others, and they're very, very open about Zionism, and they're very honest about it, and they're telling the truth. I mean, they are telling the truth. They're not hiding anything. They're not disinfo. They're not putting disinfo out there. But as far as I know, they are part of, I mean, they're all a part of this operation. I can't spe say specifically if Adam Green is a part of it or not, but I would assume possibly he is. He has probably been guaranteed a lot of money. He's probably been promised a lot of things. He's probably, he could be a Freemason. He could be a part of their operation. He could be an agent. I don't know. But I have no idea. There's total speculation on my part. I have no idea. All I know is this is part of the operation. What they want to do, his channel would fit into the MO. It is an example I'm giving. He is there to tag, track, and ID. Not him specifically, but the people behind the operation who are doing all the research and all the people who are commenting and viewing and liking. They want to know who they are. They want to know where they live, and they are going to eliminate them at a date in the future. Completely eliminate them. This is going way beyond the idea of passing laws to ban speech, which they're already doing. They've done it in America already, but not very aggressively, and we'll see more legislation of that nature. But they want to completely eliminate these people because they do stand in the way of the agenda. There are too many people that are waking up. It is 
way too many for them to handle. They're starting to have an influence and they're starting to change the conversation online. It is a grave concern to Israel. Something that the memos that I received, we'll talk a little bit about the memos. The memos are different from this classified documents. The memos are White House internal memos that discuss a wide range of things in terms of Trump's meeting with rabbis, uh, discussions with Netanyahu over the phone. And one of the memos says that Donald Trump will have to declare himself king of Israel publicly. This is part of the process for them. It doesn't, there's no strategic reason for it. It is symbolic for them. Trump is going to declare himself king of Israel at some point. I don't know how, but they're talking about it in these memos over and over again. When he's going to do it, why, he want, why they want him to do it, which again is symbolic. It has no strategic purpose, apparently. It is part of the process of, what, of the end game, basically is what I'm saying. So we will see if that happens or not. It sounds ridiculous. I can't imagine him actually saying it. But maybe he will do something like that. We will look out for that uh, in the coming months. Uh, based on my reading of the classified documents and the memos, so much of what is going on is planned. They've given people the impression that Trump has brought chaos to politics, but it's actually the opposite. It has been planned. Donald Trump's allegiance is to Israel. He's not only a Jew, he is a Freemason. They have promised him his daughter, the sons, will enjoy a very high-level ranking within the world government that they are forming, the capital which will be Jerusalem. So that is why Trump is so dedicated to following the script, while performing the way that he does. It appears to be very authentic to his followers. Everything he's done, talking about the wall to the fake news, was scripted from the beginning around 2014 and 2015. And according to some of the memos I'm reading, he loved it. They introduced all of this to him and he loved it. They told him the plan, you're going to become president, you're going to say this and this and this. He loved it. He's already a little bit of a racist. He's already predisposed to some of this rhetoric. So he loved it. He jumped on board. And they promised him great things, especially for his family, if he were to follow through on these things and simply follow their script. And he does have leeway. He has leeway to say many things that he wants to say. He has a lot of fun doing this. But he does have script writers and uh, uh, the, uh, the, there's one of the script writers, I forget his name, he's uh, he's bald guy. Uh, uh, I want to remember his name, it's important to say it. Um, well, he is a big part of this. He writes a lot of the Trump's tweets, he crafts a lot of it. Oh, I can't remember. I'm going to look him up right now. Well, Trump's speech writer. Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller has a big role in all of this. He is a dedicated Zionist. He has a lot to do with a lot of this. 
If you want to go down the rabbit hole, if you want to find out who's really behind it, Stephen Miller is a big part of it. So that is the, the whole of it. I want to get this video out. I want people to hear it. I want people to know what's going on. Uh, I've had some strange things going on in my house. I've noticed black SUVs. I mentioned it before. They're still there. I still see them every once in a while. The other day, I went out to try to approach one to confront them. Like, what are you doing here? I know you're here. And they drove off. As like, right when I opened the door, and I look outside, I see them drive off. So I don't know, maybe it's just coincidence that they were leaving and they saw, I don't know. But it seemed like they were very, very prepared to get out of there. So the next time I see them, I'm going to confront them quickly and make sure that they don't have time to get out of there before I have a chance to get down there. And at least they see me coming for them. I will try again. But I have seen them mostly at night. I open the window, I look out the window, and that is when I see them mostly. So I want to confront them. I'm tired of the harassment. I know they're watching me. I assume I'm bugged. I assume there's some way to hear what I'm saying, but I don't care anymore. I have been given the documents. I have been tasked with, with, with this duty to get the information out. I'm going to do it in any way that I can. I have given my friends copies of all of these I have stored them in different places. I have a dead, dead man switch in case something were to happen to me. So I've done my best to prepare because I feel like this is getting very serious. I mean, the documents they show me are terrifying. The plan that they have in place. I would expect they have this plan of gatekeeping and tracking people, but they're going to take it to a new level with Project Zypher, they're going to take it to a new level. They're going. Your personal data is up for sale and it's being bought by spy agencies at the federal government. A report released by the Director of National Intelligence reveals that U.S. intel, military and federal law enforcement agencies are buying and selling personal information on Americans. We're talking about addresses, tracking information, browser history from smart devices, cars, social media. Senator Ron Wyden, who requested the report calling for legislation to rein in government access, saying, quote, if the government can buy its way around the Fourth Amendment due process, there will be few meaningful limits on government surveillance, and he is no doubt right. Here to weigh in is Fox News contributor, National Review Institute senior fellow, the one, the only, Douglas Murray. <laughs> Douglas, good to see you. Uh, listen, I got to tell you, this is, this is pretty frightening stuff that the federal government, our intel agencies, are buying data on American citizens to get around the Constitution. Well, let's go back to basics. What's the strangest thing about the era of the Internet and, and mass communication? It's that we are all intensely aware and worried about government surveillance, and we give away information about ourselves every day, every hour, to corporations and others. I mean, there is nothing that Google, Amazon, and so on cannot tell about our habits, our interests, and much more. And I've always thought it's an oddity. That was your institution, correct? There, the, with respect to the compliance incidents, yes, some of the other things you cited, we can take them one by one. They are not compliance. You, you would characterize 
the unlawful querying 278,000 times of American citizens as compliance issues? We've said before, I've said that the totally unacceptable. Who's been uh, fired for it? Individuals involved uh, are handled through the disciplinary process. Who's been fired for it? We have, there in, the, in the case of the uh, unintentional instance where something similar happened, we have fired people in the past. Wait, I, I'm sorry, what, what, what does that word salad mean? The unintentional instance where some, what, what does that mean? Who's been fired for the 278,000 times that you improperly or illegally queried the database for American citizens? When we Anybody? When we find intentional incidents. Well, you're saying that the 278,000 queries were unintentional? I believe that's correct. Wow, 278,000 times American citizens' information was queried by your agency unintentionally? That's your testimony? I would want to go back and check that, Senator. Uh, but well, that's yes, what you just told me. My understanding is that the vast majority of Well, wait, that's different. You just said it was. You just said it was unintentional. Now it's the vast majority. Which is it? Do you know? I would want to go back and check it. So you don't know. My understanding is that to discuss the revelation that the government is collecting information from various phone and, and internet companies. And Wolf, I think a lot of people are watching thinking, how worried do I need to be about this? A lot of people are, are learning that the uh, scope of these uh, surveillance programs is, is immense. It's been going on for several years, but only now are we beginning to appreciate what's going on. Let's discuss what's going on with two guests. Jim Walsh is joining us. He's the International Security Analyst and Research Associate for Security Studies uh, at MIT. And Ari Fleischer, the former Bush White House Press Secretary, also a CNN political analyst. Uh, Ari, uh, this is a case where you think the President of the United States is doing exactly the right thing. And I, I, I suspect you would tend to agree with Huffington Post, which had this picture of uh, President Obama having been morphed uh, into President George W. Obama. Take a look at that. Uh, why is the president right? Well, Wolf, when you take a look at the steps he's taken to aggressively fight terror to keep us safe, it is much of what George Bush started and he's continued. It's wiretaps, it's indefinite detention, it's keeping Guantanamo open, it's drone strikes. I've referred to it as President Bush's fourth year. Uh, fourth term, I mean. And I say that in a positive vein about President Obama. Look, Wolf, if I thought that this program was reading individual emails or listening to individual phone calls, I would be the first one to oppose it. That's not what it is. I think it's been widely misinterpreted and under misunderstood. It is much more akin to a satellite taking a picture of a river, if you will, the river of information that flows in this country all the time. The river has a predictable pattern. That's what we're looking at. All of a sudden, a rock is thrown into the river from somewhere else, and it disturbs the flow of the river, changes the pattern. We want to see where that rock came from and who that rock has touched. That Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you. Um, I would tell the witness that I wasn't going to ask any questions today until he brought up the Duke versus UK ball game from, from uh, ancient history. Um, but uh, I do have some questions that I want to ask now. Uh, first of all, are, are you aware of a uh, piece of software named Pegasus that's uh, provided by NSO Group, Israeli software company? Yes, sir. Does the FBI use this program? It looks like they had a license to it for $5 million. Yeah, so, um, so the FBI uh, has not and did not ever use the NSO products operationally or in any investigation. Uh, we did buy a limited license for testing and evaluation 
those limited licenses are part of our normal exploratory process to understand what other technologies are out there. Uh, but again, we've never purchased it for use operationally or in an ongoing investigation. So your, your division hasn't used this spyware domestically? No, sir. Um, have you detected the use of this software um, domestically? Sir, there's reporting um, in the media about Apple filing a lawsuit against NSO, and there's a lot of information in that article. Um, I can't comment further on your question truly due to classification, uh, but if that is of interest to you, we could consider a, a background briefing. I would appreciate that very much. Thank you. Um, Executive Order 14028 called Improving the Nation's Cybersecurity uh, requires agencies to adopt a zero trust architecture and um, to achieve certain goals by the end of fiscal year 2024. The FireEyes hack uh, was possible because everybody trusted that software. And so I, th I think the zero trust architecture has merit. Can you tell us if uh, cybercrime or cyber division has taken any steps toward that executive order in adopting zero trust architecture or promoting that? Sure. So, I, I mean, when we look at 14028, which is really tailored towards DHS and CISA's role in the cybersecurity ecosystem, um, you know, CISA would be responsible for multi-factor authentication recommendations, zero trust. We are absolutely supportive of all those top line uh, requests because they do move us to a better security posture. From a bureau perspective, what we're focused on is that that executive order should lead to more transparency between government and private sector standard operating. ...entitled Operation Majority, and it was not the entire paperwork involving this operation, but was merely a synopsis of the operation and projects contained under it. One of these projects was called Project Red Light. The purpose, according to this document, was to back engineer captured extraterrestrial technology for adaptation into the United States space program. Now, I have since come to believe that the extraterrestrial portion of all of this is nonsense, but that the technology is real, is real. I believe that many of us were shown these documents over the years so that later we would talk about it. I mean, how can you keep the existence of extraterrestrials, if they were real, a secret? And how could anyone keep quiet knowing that they had seen documentation, official government documents labeled top secret, that expressed that these extraterrestrials were real and had visited this earth. I wanted to know just how true all of this was, and I began a program of research to find out if extraterrestrials were real. The first thing I did was collect every bit of documentation that I could find, both from the Freedom of Information Act, from the research of others, from books that had been printed on the subject of UFOs, and, of course, through my network of friends in the intelligence community, what I discovered was amazing. What I discovered, ladies and gentlemen, is that there has been a plan in existence since about 1917, and probably before that, to create an artificial extraterrestrial threat to this Earth in order to create a one-world totalitarian socialist government. 
One of the first documents that I found in my search was this one. The Imperial Japanese Mission 1917, a record of the reception throughout the United States of the special mission headed by Viscount Ishii. And when the Imperial Japanese Mission was uh, in New York City, they had a dinner and some pretty famous people spoke at this dinner. One of them was John Dewey. John Dewey is the father of our failing, disastrous public education system. Here's what he said. Listen very carefully. John Dewey, professor of philosophy in Columbia University, who was the next speaker, was listened to with great intentness. He said, quote, Someone remarked that the best way to unite all the nations on this globe would be an attack from some other planet. IRS agent. There was 20 IRS agents armed with ARs that stormed this guy's store. Uh, Tom Van Hoos. I met with him this morning. I stopped by the store to see if he could give me any more details. And they went through and searched his facility. He said they were polite, but you know, people tend to be a little bit more polite mannerly when, when everyone's walking around with an AR threatening them. This is stormtrooper type activity. And, and we are not used to seeing it in our country whatsoever. And, and this is the kind of activity that demonstrates why. In Brooklyn, where a guy who had been one of the main, I guess he was one of the main people running memes against me in 2016. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. He went from what you could consider free speech. I mean, both Nancy and I have pretty thick skins. People say all kinds of things about us. But he went from that to ha running a very deliberate effort to mislead people about where and how to vote. Yeah. So it went from speech to action meant to subvert the election because thousands of people who they targeted yeah. through their algorithms, oh, I can text my vote for Hillary Clinton. So Hillary employees and intelligence contractors. I'm a management and programs analyst. I work in the national security community. I spent three and a half years um, as a contractor at DHS HQ. If you read the mainstream press, like they all have signal accounts, text them, leak everything you can. The journalists I've dealt with have been super. In this debacle that's unfolding, I'm privy to a lot of chatter and communication with sources. And uh, over the weekend, one of my sources in the government told me that uh, there's going to be a narrative change that the White House is potentially preparing to declare an epidemic, a, an epidemic of sudden death, and that they might blame uh, long COVID and potentially, believe it or not, climate change. Um, that's being debated now in the in the uh, in the halls of government. Well, behaviors are going to have to change, and this is one thing we're going to, we're asking companies. Uh, you have to force behaviors, and at BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors. I remember we had an FBI consultant on the, on the picture telling me that they can use your ADT security box microphone to, to get your stuff that's going on in your house, or OnStar, they could shut your car down. And he told me that one in five phone calls that you make uh, are recorded and logged. And I laughed at him, and then he played back a phone conversation I'd had two years prior Come on. to joining the picture. The FBI consultant. Take the brain chip, the brain chip. 5G's loving, 5G's loving you. Fluoride's good, fluoride's good, you're shot. Makes you feel good, makes you feel good. I'm 
Elon Musk. And I love robots and self-driving cars. Take the brain chip. 5G's loving and good. Fluoride's good in your water. And the shot makes you feel good. I'm Elon Musk. And I love robots and self-driving cars. Take the brain chip. 5G's loving and good. When I joined Halliburton, I knew I was going to work on some big things. We put out a few fires at work. Once ran into a small challenge of getting some supplies to our troops, we built bridges, schools all over the world. But the biggest thing? Serving our troops good old American food. Great feel just a little closer to home. What's up, everybody? It's Sunday night. It's, uh, you know, the Raincast. Welcome to the show. Um, I can't monitor the chats or anything because, you know, I'm live and it fucks me up. Anyways, what I showed at the beginning of this show was this uh, video that I, I don't know when it made of the rounds. I found it last year. Uh, Ryan Dean of uh, Dangerous World Pod talked about it on on. Uh, Fuck, I, I, I can't remember what show. Might have been the tavern with ghosts. But uh, it struck me because of what's going on, you know, uh, with the... I showed multiple clips of how Pogo... The, the Bill Cooper clip, I, that wasn't supposed to be... I, I don't know what the fuck that was in there for. Anyways... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I showed multiple clips of how this is working. I mean, how this poke, whether the projects are real, whether David Goldberg's real, because supposedly he released that and he disappeared and he's dead. Uh, I was able to find like these handwritten notes and shit, uh, how real they are. It's, you take it with a grain of salt, really. But, like he was saying, <laughs> Trump uh, declaring himself the king of Israel. That's a little wild. He even said it. And that sounds a little wild. And Trump being scripted, which we, we all know this. They're all fucking scripted. I showed on <laughs> AM, AM Wake Up how Trump at his rallies, he will... Uh, he has background music, dramatic background music. So, like, I mean, I it's genius. It's probably got some weird frequency in it. I don't know. Anyways, guys, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Chris. Chris, if you're if you're listening on uh, free freeworld.fm, thanks for tuning in. If you're not, you can go there. Uh, I play a lot of video stuff. Uh, right now, the video streaming out at rainedoutrancast.com. It's also on Rumble. Might eliminate, eliminate the Rumble altogether and just do rainedoutrancast.com, freeworld.fm. So you want to find my links if you're new to the show or found me from AM Wake Up. You already know where to go. <laughs> rainedoutrancast.com. But check out freeworld.fm, trying to 
get uh, shows going over there. Charlie Robinson's over there. Billy Ray Valentine. David Knight. A few others. New York, New, New York Patriots supposed to be over there. Anyways, I came across this article. Um, God, what the fuck was I searching? I was searching for something else. Oh, Osama bin Laden. Osama bin Laden's the big fucking talk because this letter uh, of his that was written after 9-11 and now, I guess, college kids, it's the new uh, (laughs) Unabomber fucking manifesto. Uh, But uh, I guess that's what it is. But the thing is, is Osama bin Laden was fucking dead, in my humble opinion. He was fucking dead uh, by the time that letter was supposedly written. Because we know a CIA agent visited uh, Osama bin Laden, allegedly, allegedly visited Osama bin Laden. We, we, we know this. This was in July of 2001. Because he was in the hospital on dialysis. I don't think that works out too well in the cave. I believe this meeting here was the meeting where they're like, look, dude, you're dying. We're going to use you. You've been our buddy. But, uh, you know, Rumsfeld and them, they're going to, you know, they're going to have a talk with your family here in, uh, in a couple months and that will fly everybody in. It'll be great. We'll have fireworks, all kinds of shit. It'll be awesome. You know, I think that's where that was. Anyway, so that led to that led to this, which this ties into Project Pogo and the Zephyr. Now, the extermination thing in, in Project Zephyr, what he's talking about. Uh, that sounds fucking crazy, right? But uh, arresting people and filing a federal, you know, terrorist charges against people for rap lyrics that we didn't think that was going to, you know, people were like, oh, that's never going to happen. Not in America. Oh, never in America. <laughs> Anyways. So um, we all know about the the Hunter Biden laptop, right? We all knew about the Hunter Biden laptop. And uh, <laughs> what's fucking crazy about this, it's not that crazy, but this, this Aspen Institute, the fact uh, that they um, ran a fucking tabletop exercise in October of 2020. Oh, it's September. I'm sorry, September of 2020. It's probably on September 11th. It's probably like a September 11th celebration at the Aspen Institute. Anyways, a U.S. government-funded nonprofit. How do you say that in the same sentence? A government-funded nonprofit. known as the Mountain Retreat for the Liberal Elite. That's fucking sweet, right? The Liberal, the Mountain Retreat for the Liberal Elite. You can only imagine who's on that list, right? I mean, who could could possibly be on that list? I mean, seriously. 
yeah, whatever. Uh, so, anyways, uh, sp- they they sponsored. Okay, let's read it together one more time. A U.S. government-funded nonprofit known a U.S. government-funded somehow nonprofit uh, known as the Mountain Retreat. So they sponsored, meaning the government funding sponsored a tabletop exercise intended to influence coverage of a leak of documents related to Hunter Biden. Now, this is from the New York Post, December uh, in 2022, which, I mean, I, I don't know how they weren't jumping up and down. New York Post got fucking banned. We all got fucking hit on, uh, if you're tuning in on freeworld.fm, uh, I say a lot of fucks. So, uh, anyways, uh, I, I could, I'm not beep them out or nothing. <laughs> but a lot of us got fucking banned. A lot of us got fucking not banned. I guess. I mean, uh, there was some that were banned. I know that when I posted the New York uh, Post link, I had to take it down or I couldn't use my YouTube anymore. Right. Same with New York Post. And those hits right there made it so you couldn't uh, monetize. For the longest time, right, until Roseanne decided to pay for a blue check mark, And then Elon's like, yeah, yeah, we'll fucking fix that for you, Rosie. We'll fix that up for you. Anyways, in a series of tweets Monday, independent journalist Michael Schellenberger posted confidential documents from the Aspen Institute September. Now, we know tabletop exercises happen. Event 201. Uh, I think even like uh, Project uh, was it Northwoods. That was kind of a tabletop thing, right? They sat around. They fucking, there was probably someone typing, you know, in the corner, you know, and they was like, hey, uh, what if we fucking blew up, uh, you know, a fucking plane and blamed it on, you know, a college kids and blamed it on Cuba, huh? And then the, what? And they're like, make note of that, put a pin in it, you know? So anyways, we know they do like, uh, the spars operate, our spars exercise, the, the, um, Event 201. I think they just ran another one for a pandemic. So be on the lookout for HV1 or other known as otherwise known as, you know, fucking AIDS. Yeah. HV1 is the new uh, variant making its way. Fuck this. Let's read the documentation. Let's read the documentation of, of the whole shindig back on September 11, 2020, uh, before the election. So they knew how to, like, you know what's fucking crazy is this is like a psyop upon a psyop upon a psyop upon a psyop. Because <laughs> some of these people that went to this, they might have not even, they might have act, they might have, I, I don't know what the fuck to think of this. Honestly. Honestly. I, I mean, like, Everybody that got banned should be covering this for one. I, I've never heard of this until now, right? And I was searching for the CIA shit about Osama bin Laden because someone at the fucking Aspen uh, Institute is connected to uh, 
someone that set up some media shit with Osama bin Laden or released the fucking, like, it's a mess. It's a fucking mess. We're like a fucking blooming onion, right? We're like, we're like bacteria on a blooming onion being kicked through a fucking proverbial funhouse, right? I mean, it's just fucking layers upon layers of psyops. Speaking of psyops, if you dig the uh, hoodie, you can get that at raindellrancast.com slash store. Yeah, it's a sweet hoodie. It's that time of year. So anyways, on these uh, documents, uh, day one, Monday, October 5th. How the fuck does that make sense? September. Okay. They must have got the thing from September, and then they had to show up in October, right? I like to jump ahead. I don't like to fucking read. Oh, yeah, okay. The exercise of the Aspen Digital Hack and Dump Group. Yeah, scenario in October. Okay, so the thing came out in September. They had their fucking, their memo came out in September, and then it probably was sent out September 11th, and then they get it, and they're like, fuck, yeah, we got to take our private jets. We're going to the fucking, like, Aspen, you know, to fucking ski and, like, plot. And plan doom, you know, like, I don't know if fucking, like, Oprah was involved in this. Like, there's not a list. There probably is a list of fucking people that uh, we could probably look up uh, on this whole fucking thing. Uh, Anyways, day one, anonymous website, bidencrimes.info. This is the layout on how, this is like uh, the, you know, because the event 201, the event 201 had video. You know, I can't find video on this specific one, probably because there's a lot of fucking dicks being shown and stuff. I mean, if you're trying to, like, show the, you know, the media fake dicks, fake Hunter Biden dicks, Bobby, Bobby Hunter Biden dicks. Anyways, so on the scenario day one, an anonymous website named bidencrimes.info that's that an, it's right there i mean i'm pretty sure you could just track who anyways and a twitter account at hunter lols began posting documents that report to be from purported to be from barisma tied to hunter biden splashed across the top of the site in english is joe biden betrayed america before the do, before for the dollar yeah, whatever He'll do it again. Initially, the document's mostly in Ukrainian. <laughs> okay. At first, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They come from Ukraine. Of course they came from Ukraine. Like, why wouldn't they? Anyways. Appear to be minutes of various Burisma board meetings, internal emails, and financial records. There's initially no sign of a smoking gun except for the Burisma board meetings, internal emails, and financial fucking records. See, they're even gaslighting. Like, they're at a meeting on how to gaslight their people, right? And they're gaslighting the people at the fuck. It's, it's wild, wild. Note, the website appears to have been first registered in 2016. Totally Russian. <laughs> no ownership information is public. The Twitter account was created in 2014, oddly just before Hunter joined the Burisma board. It has tweeted once and follows one person. What? It's like someone had knowledge. It's like someone had knowledge. Now, uh, 
mind you, when they're doing this exercise, the fucking laptop is in the FBI, the hands of the FBI. We're going to get to the, how the FBI and the whole whatever the fuck is going on over there. They're all fucking kicking in each other's doors and shit. It's funny. Laugh at that for a second. Everybody should laugh at that. It's pretty funny. I laugh. <laughs> uh, so anyways, on day two, the Drudge Report links to the anonymous website, and boom, it fucking takes off like a fucking a, a rocket, I guess, you know, <laughs> because of, the, you know, Drudge Report, of course. It wasn't Hunter or, or, or uh, Douglas Mackey that, oh, wait, by that time, did Douglas Mackey already lose his internet privileges. He might have already lost his internet privileges by that. I was going to say, I'm surprised they don't have, like, Douglas Mackey, you know, like, uh, Ricky Vaughn, uh, you know, Ricky, the, the the Twitter handle Ricky Vaughn uh, report. Anyways, the Drudge Report links to the anonymous website, bidencrimes.info, and the site is quickly picked up by other fringe media and begins to spread on social media sites like wildfire. Like wildfire. Now, I made a uh, misinformation video, which we played on uh, AM Wake Up. It's like six minutes long. I mean, it it just, it like this, Project Pogo, Zephyr, it all ties together, okay? I don't know if you, you Scooby-Doo'd this yet. That you put the point, Scooby Dooby Doo. You know, where are you right now? Uh, day three, Fox and Friends discusses BidenCrimes.info in its 7 a.m. block. Dude, we could literally go to when the laptop dropped, which I think was just a couple weeks later, or the next, like these people left. These people fucking left their 11-day Aspen ski retreat. You know, like, so, god damn. When you look at, when you look at, like, Mark Zuckerberg, I like to call him Mark Zuckerberg, on Rogan, talking about, you know, they came to him and said, this might be the fucking clip. Let me play this. Gotta live, and they get all the billionaires. <laughs> it's not. Greenies go. It's Roger Waters. But there's, <laughs> the, the, when, when Mark Fuckerberg was on Rogan, and he was talking about how, the FBI came to him and said there might be a Biden thing that gets dropped. <laughs> okay. When he's on Rogan, right? When he's on Joe Rogan, literally lying to Rogan's face, right? Because I don't remember him mentioning, hey, I went to a fucking retreat in Aspen and they, you know, we were skiing. They gave us shrimp and shit. I killed a fucking goat with a laser for him. We chopped it up with a fucking lightsaber. It was fucking awesome, dude. 
you know, we did some fucking micro dosing and shit, fucked each other and, you know, had a great time. He never said that once. He never said anything about Aspen. But it seems this is probably where the FBI was like, hey, you might get some shit that says Joe Biden and his fucking kid, his brother, and I believe Bo Biden was deeply involved in this because now I've come across the thing with Bo Biden who had let go a, uh, I want to say a Ukrainian oligarch who got busted with child porn here back in the mid 2000s and he let him off with no, whatever, or no, he raped his kid. This fucking dude raped his three-year-old child. Okay. That, I'll have to get to next week because I, I wasn't even, Anyways, it's fucking horrible. But I believe Bo Biden was whacked, in in my humble opinion. Because all of a sudden the dude gets a brain tumor shit. Hunter's fucking his wife in the fucking broom closet of the hospital and he's dead. Turns out this whole family is like the craziest trailer park trash fucking family in, in politics. Might be the most trailer park trash family in all of politics. Hey, if you're watching this on Rumble, if it's getting out, hit the thumbs up button, would you? Thanks. All right? If you're listening on freeworld.fm, share the link out, if you would, on your Twitters, if you got ones, or your Facebookses. Any, any place you can. Telegrams. Speaking of which, you got to join the AM wake-up telegram. I don't actually know how you do that. Uh, it's... Just look up AM Wake Up on Telegram, I think. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> should write that down. How did he get there? I know you can go join the Rantcast Telegram. Uh, I don't know how you do that either. Look up Rained Out Rantcast on Telegram. I guess you can go to raindoutrantcast.com, go down to the bottom, click on the fucking Telegram badge, and it'll take you to that, I think. Anyway, so... Mark Fuckerberg, Fuckerberg never said when he was sitting there with 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 uh, with Joe Rogan, right? He he was he never said about his ski trip, you know, with Oprah and everybody to discuss the Hunter Biden shit. You know, how the fuck do these guys get eleven days off? Did they have to wear masks too? I mean, I want I want to see those fucking reports. So, anyways. Fox and Friends, this guy, because when the when the when the Hunter Biden dropped, when the New York Post article dropped, it basically went in this succession here. Uh, anonymous website. It wasn't Biden Crimes. It was uh, like some Chinese thing. I can't remember the exact what it was. It was like some Chinese fucking thing dropped it. But then New York Post picked it up, right? Not the Drudge Report. Then the Drudge Report picked it up. But then they seen everybody was getting banned. But then they dropped it. (laughs) They were literally blocking people in real time and shit. Like, I mean, New York Post. It's fucking stupid. What I'm getting at with this is like, 
We'll get to it. Anyways, uh, <laughs> day three, three reporters, Donnie O'Sullivan and Ellen Nakashima, are contacted by anonymous Proton Mail account. I don't have a Proton Mail. It seems to be the, the rage, Proton Mail. Biden crimes at protonmail.com. And I'm not going to get one either. You know. Not. <laughs> and each sent a different document. None of the documents have appeared on the public website. They are each told they are the only reporter receiving a specific document. Dina's document. Is it Dina or Dinah? Dinah? Dina? Dina's document purports Dina now. I don't give a shit. Dina's document report purports to be a ledger of payments showing that Hunter Biden was paid $3 million over two months in 2015. <laughs> <clears throat> like, what? This is like fucking explaining exactly what, like... Oh, shit. And Ukraine Burisma announces that it has no evidence of any hack of its servers. Of course. Day four. After a long day of skiing, you come in, you know, I think it's brunch, skiing, drinks, and then you fucking get around the table or some shit. Uh, the Biden campaign adopting the policy of Hillary Clinton's campaign in 2016 and the Mac Macron campaign says they will not confirm the veracity of any documents. Yeah, they will lie uh, repeatedly that they don't have, or, you know, they have no connections. They don't know what the fuck you're talking about. What documents? You're talking about, you're talking about documents? I don't know what the fucking documents you're talking about. Like, what, what, what do you mean? What do you mean about the documents? I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with our business. President Biden met with at least 14 of Hunter's business associates while he was vice president. Then Vice President Joe Biden had dinner with his son Hunter along with Hunter's business associates from Ukraine, Russia, and Kazakhstan. And the day after the dinner, a Burisma executive sent a note to Hunter quoting, Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. Hunter's lucrative business dealings often included giving as much as 50% of his earnings to his dad. The text read, quote, I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. His son, Hunter, joining the then vice president on the official visit to Beijing. Unknown to the press back then, Hunter Biden was forming a Chinese private equity fund planning to raise money, including from Chinese investors. Ten days after the Biden's trip, Shanghai authorities issued the fund's business license. And uh, Hunter introduced me as, uh, this is Tony, Dad, uh, the individual I told you about that's helping us with the business that we're working on and the Chinese. The email reads this way, quote, at the moment, there's a provisional agreement that the equity will be distributed as follows. 10 held by Hunter for the big guy. I 1,000% sit here and know that the big guy is referencing Joe Biden. I met with the former vice president in person multiple times. A newly revealed text message shows Bobolinsky was apparently warned by business partner James Gillier, don't mention Joe being involved. 
It's only when you are face to face. I know you know that, but they are paranoid. Chinese executives admitted to reporters that they were actually introduced to the vice president by Hunter Biden. Hunter and the then vice president seen with a pair of Mexican billionaires. At the same time, Hunter had been working on energy deals in Mexico. Joe Biden also had Hunter and his business partner fly on Air Force Two to Mexico. His closest business partner. The man Jill Biden married when she was. Take action against the state prosecutor and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to the press conference. Said, "Nah." I said, "I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said, call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars." I said, "You're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here." And I think it was what six hours. I looked. I said, "I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money." Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> Got fired. Before, I just want to put one other issue on the floor before I get one, another question or two, which is Ukraine. This administration, unlike the administration you worked in, decided to provide limited defense articles to Ukraine. Do you think that was a wise decision? And more broadly, do you see any scope for any sort of a deal on eastern Ukraine? The answer is yes, I think it was a wise decision. But then again, I was pushing that for two years before we left. So, And the reason is I think the more you up the ante, the cost to Russia for their aggression. I mean, as you all know. Answering questions can be hard. Is your daddy a fireman? He's probably big. Is he a wrestler? Is he a basketball coach? No, 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 no. What's the matter? I have a headache. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. <laughs> but there's no such thing as a dumb question. At least that's how the saying goes. Joe doesn't get that. Why did they question? Mm, it's actually a great question. It's a question every single reporter should be asking. Because before we even knew Joe Biden was the big guy, before we even had the laptop, a Ukrainian businessman told an FBI informant that he bribed the big guy five million bucks. He used the phrase the big guy when Joe was VP years before the nickname went public. And tonight we're learning the big guy was throwing his weight around. This alleged $5 million bribe wasn't so much of a bribe. It was more of a shakedown by the big guy, Joe Biden. He was shaking down the Ukrainian. The Federalist is reporting that Biden coerced the Ukrainian to pay the bribe. The big guy was strong arming a Ukrainian energy company to wire him cash. The Ukrainian told the FBI informant he hid the payments, never directly paid Joe, just hid it in a maze of shell companies and said it would take at least 10 years to follow the money back to Biden. Well, it's been about 10 years. The new question is this. Is Joe Biden still making good on the bribe? We know he fired the prosecutor, but the FBI document said the bribe was more like a retainer agreement. You know, five million dollars for Joe Biden's future services which is interesting because Joe Biden continues to serve Ukraine. Vice President Joe Biden was allegedly paid five mil by Ukraine. And now President Biden is sending $75 billion to Ukraine. And no one has any idea where the money is. No one's been accounting for it. How's that for a return on your investment? It's almost like Joe Biden is on the hook for Ukraine funding. He doesn't care. 
Forsyth Committee, James uh, Chair, that is, Comer, James Kilmer Jones is now. You know, that attorney made a very good point to wait for the scientists, the independent scientists, to test the water and the air. But my question is, why the delay in such a big delay, three weeks to be exact, from Pete Buttigieg? And then we saw yesterday with President Biden calling finally the EPA administrator and the governor of Ohio from Warsaw, uh, not when he was over in the United States, but why has there been such delay from this administration to contact these people and to show face when such an issue is going on with Americans. Yeah, this is unacceptable. Uh, I don't believe anyone from the administration would have set foot there had former President Trump not already set foot there and they saw the appreciation and the desperation from the residents there. Uh, Buttigieg should have been there on day one along with the FEMA director. I was just thinking, uh, uh, the, anyway, I started off without you. And I sold a lot of state secrets and a lot of very important things. That we Chinese shakedown text message. Were you sitting there? Were you involved? Were you involved? No, I wasn't. And I Were you? No. Yeah, so the Aspen Institute helped facilitate the whole fucking cover-up of this thing. So it makes me wonder, uh, what else did they tabletop? Was, like, I don't know, January 6th tabletop, right? Was January 6th? Like a tabletop exercise. Anyways, we'll be right back after, uh, with a quick break here. I'm going to talk about uh, January 6th a bit. Take the brain chip. 5G's loving and good. Fluoride's good in your water. And the shot makes you feel good. I'm Elon Musk. And I love robots and self-driving cars. Take the brain chip. 5G's loving and good. Fluoride's good in your water. And the shot makes you feel good. I'm Elon Musk. And I love robots and self-driving cars. Take the brain chip. 5G's loving and good. Fluoride's good in your water. And the shot makes you feel good I'm Elon Musk and I love robots and self-driving cars take the brain chip 5G's loving and good fluoride's good in your water and the shot makes you feel good I'm Elon Musk and I love robots and self-driving cars. Take the brain chip. 5G's loving and good. Fluoride's good in your water. And the shot makes you feel good. I'm Elon Musk. And I love robots and self-driving cars. 
Take the brain and chill. 5G's loving you. Yeah, we're back. Uh, anyways, January 6th, that's got me thinking how, uh, you know, the Aspen Institute tabletopping Hunter Biden uh, and how to, like, make a real laptop not real um, or some shit. Did they do that with uh, January 6th? Now that the January 6th videos have dropped, uh, it seems, uh, which, I mean, we already knew it was fucking staged. Uh, many of you might have, uh, anybody that listens on the RSS, you know, on the Spotify or iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to, I, I put up the uh, Jake Chansley, Chansley episode last week, I think, that we did with, uh, did, or I did with uh, Steve over there on AM Wake Up. AM Wake Up. And, uh, I mean, he even admitted, like, you know, he's an actor just playing his part, and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's something. Because the Baked Alaska fucking footage comes out. And with the Baked Alaska footage, you see Jacob Chonsley, like, he's in a suit, Every time this guy goes to a protest, he is in, um, let me close that. He is in, um, his shaman garb. Individuals prominently shown in this video is Jacob Chansley. Perhaps better know. Goddamn horns on. Shaman, this writer entered the Capitol on January 6th. Was photographed leaving a threatening note so, in the U.S. Senate chamber. He left a threatening note. So anyways, there's baked Alaska footage where you can see Jacob in the background. Let me see if I thought I already had this pulled up. Maybe I don't. It's not very good for people listening anyways because you're not going to be able to hear, see it. But uh, the baked Alaska footage is basically the footage that is viral of Ray Epps the night before. And the day before, on January 5th, they were in, um, in front of the BLM Center, I believe it is. And it's just interesting that Jacob was not in his garb. He was in full... In a full in a suit, and at first I thought, you know, maybe there wasn't a lot of people there. But then you see other other parts, other uh, angles of the videos, and it's like, oh shit, there was yeah. well, just saying. a lot of a lot of people there. Turned out January fifth was not. Pull this up. <clears throat> oh, there we go. I can't remember the lady's name that did this uh, piece on on Ray Epps, but this is footage of Baked Alaska's live feed. 
There you can see Ray Epps. This might be the one where I point out Jake. The first time Ray Epps encountered Big Alaska. You can see him circling during this live stream recorded by Big Alaska. Was Ray Epps simply a curious bystander or was there more? Right there. There's Jacob. Ray Epps is right there. Baked Alaska's filming. He's in a fucking suit. <clears throat> so it's like, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, this dude's ex-military. I mean, now he's running for Congress. He talks a good game. You know, it's like the Elon Musks and the Tucker Carlson's, you know, these guys who they again it, it it goes back to pogo what i just played at the beginning of the show whether it's real or not but this is what we're seeing i mean this dude was or is the fucking q shaman you know uh and as well as, as, well as, in, the as in the banking cartels, cartels. So, so all, all over, over the globe, globe. Countries, countries are occupied by, by central banking institutions that loan the government money at interest. And, and this enables them to own all the other socioeconomic and geopolitical gears in the country. Okay? And then what they do is they use their billions or trillions of dollars to create a bunch of deep underground bases where they have all this, like, to highly top-secret technology going on. Okay? And they are, like, figuring out how to do things like create infinite energy or do things like anti-gravity technology or inertia propulsion. They're learning how to do things like uh, cloning and all sorts of crazy stuff, okay? This is like a global takeover. They're trying to create a new world order, right? They're trying to create a one world government. That means there's like over 180 countries involved in all this stuff where they're monopolizing all the resources, all the labor in the country. It's like he just uh, okay? discovered this stuff. He's fucking, he's got to get it out there. He's got to fucking, he gotta, he's got to get it out there. Here he is the night of January 6th. Have sought to destroy. Is it all now tonight? Are you going to be quiet? Or are you going to be respecting the government? Well, Donald Trump asked everybody to go home. So, we're going out. So, you're not inside. Well, as far as I can tell, Donald Trump asking us patriots to stand down is a good enough reason for us to stand down. We made our point. We won the day. We sent a message to the globalists and the communists that one way or another, handcuffs or otherwise, we are taking America. Donald Trump asked everybody to go home. He just said, he just put out a tweet. It's a minute long. He asked everybody to go home. Why do you think so? Because, dude, we won the fucking day. We fucking won. How do we win? Well, we won by sending a message to the senators and the congressmen. We won by sending a message to Pence, okay? That if they don't do as they are, as they're, it is uh, their oath to do, if they don't uphold the Constitution, then we will remove them from office one way or another. Um, all I can say is uh, we won the fucking day. Donald Trump is still our president. Uh, Donald Trump asked everybody to go home. He just said, he just put out a tweet. It's a minute long. Here's Jacob. One way or the other, but last I would definitely night, try to stop the whole thing from happening, considering the persecution that a lot of J6ers have gone through and the destruction that was caused to the sacred chamber that we call the Capitol. So, you know, for me, what it's about is. How to stop you there, Jake. See the sacred chamber that they call the Capitol. That's what I kept getting at, trying to get out of it on the show. And then this guy, after our show, 
the AM Wake Up Show, he goes off and he starts a fucking podcast about the occult. And he's going to fucking expose the occultness of the January 6th thing. Like, but he wouldn't admit that he was played. I mean, if you're not in the CIA, if you're not an actor, if you're not part of the fusion centers, if you're not part of, you know, the Aspen tabletop, which you're definitely not part of it. You're definitely not part of the Aspen. But when they're doing the Aspen thing, they'd be like, oh, man, there's this fucking dude who, you know, runs around with bullhorns on. Oh, bullhorns? That's fucking great. That's great. That's great. We're planning on fake killing people, you know? So, like, we'll bloodlet. You know, and then he can go and sit right at the fucking throne. It'll be fucking great. God, it'll be so fucking good. He can just go right there and sit his ass at the fucking uh, throne between the uh, two pillars. Because the capital is, uh, you know, it's a it's an ode to Solomon. It's like the Solomon's third temple or some shit. There's Boaz, Jack, and I mean, like, it's... Even in that video, if I can find that video, looking for it. Even in that video, he, um, when the uh, security guard is like, could you guys, this is like the most sacredest place uh, ever, you know, if you could just like, you know, uh, okay. I found that second one. 30th, shortly after the 2020 election, it appeared to have been scrubbed from the internet. Appeared to have been scrubbed from the internet. See, there he is again. You know, and there was quite a few people there. Why isn't he shamaned up? You know, he was just waiting for... And, and how do you travel around to all these different rallies and stuff? You know, how how, how do you, you know... Anyways, it's uh, pretty, seems to be pretty staged. Uh, we knew this because, like, Steve's the one who pointed out the woozy news. Woozy news? Woos news. That guy's fucking weird. Uh, I don't know what the hell was going on with that interview. But uh, <laughs> he put out the piece showing, you know, that Ashley Babbitt, it looks like that was absolute bullshit um yeah like here i might be talking over this let's take a look of course i am okay jacob told us that they took him to the senate chambers so he could use his little bullhorn and fucking you know get people out you know look at him walk in he doesn't use his bullhorn he doesn't say get the fuck out of here we got to get out of here he's just walked into shut up dude (laughs) Whoever's walked into me, glad to see you guys. You guys the chamber. So he walks in. He's right now. There's not a lot of people in there. I think they're up top, but over here they're gonna bust through this door. Here, this guard or cop or whatever the fuck. Got shot in the face. God damn it! There he is. Listen. Listen. Okay, I just want to let you guys know this is like the sacredest place. I'm not 
And what's Jacob do? Come on, dude. Blump. Blump. And I guess penned a threatening letter. I guess he penned a threatening letter while he sat there. You know. <laughs> and then Ashley Babbitt supposedly fucking killed. Um, four people were killed at the Capitol that day. The cops were never killed. Uh, I know what four of them have killed themselves. Six of them died afterwards, I believe, wasn't it? Um, it's hard. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of info. Like this guy. Ray Epps was, was a covert, covert plant. plant. He is, he is the, worst the worst covert, covert plant, plant of all time. time. If, if you, you are part of some elaborate conspiracy against thousands of people in Washington, D.C., I don't know why you'd want to stand out from the crowd the way Ray Epps did. Yeah. Well, just saying. Come on. We're far beyond that. If you're not we're far beyond that. There's oh, big. Yeah. You know that. I know. In fact, tomorrow, I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. We need we need to go. I'll say it. We need to go in. To go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. We need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. I don't even like to say it. 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 Ray Epps was a covert plant. He is the worst covert plant. That's Ray Epps circled time. right there. I if think this is the, the East Wing. Some elaborate conspiracy against thousands of people in Washington, D.C. That's a barricade. I don't know why against. you'd want to stand out from the crowd the way Ray Epps did. The conspiracy theory about Ray Epps um, is, is just a lie. It's just not true. There's some, there's a conspiracy theory. Obviously, I've seen it out there. Um, and and it's one of those pieces of, of what we've seen around January 6th that is pushed by people that want to suggest that it was, this, was, this attack was something other than um, what it really was. So I can tell you that, that the committee has interviewed Mr. Epps. The Justice Department has, has been very clear that Mr. Epps has uh, no connection to being under their employment, did not on January 6th. They've done everything possible as, as the committee to put to rest this conspiracy theory. And in fact, you know, I think Mr. Epps's life, um, you know, has really... And there Ray Epps um, goes, breaking the law! Stanley has faced tremendous because of this law. And... I, I would ask, I mean, this goes there back to the question about what do we do about social media? And, um, and I, I think that it's just incredibly important to, to question um, conspiracy theories like this because the, the, the conspiracy theories are being pushed and promoted and, and it's disinformation. It's just simply not true. Um, and I think it's really important. I can tell you right now, she was at the Aspen tabletop for, uh, Hunter Biden. And she was probably at the tabletop for the January, the January 6th tabletop on how they were going to handle it in the media. 
right? So because they already had scaffolding up, they already had staging up. So they had all the cameras up. Pelosi's daughter, Nancy Pelosi's daughter, had exclusive rights to film for um, HBO. I think it was HBO. Uh, I yeah, HBO. HBO's got a, a documentary. No, Hamza. I'm almost finished. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> fucking email me. Uh, what was I fucking... See what happened? See what happened there? Now I just fucking lost my train of thought. Liz Cheney was probably at the fucking... Uh, the... Oh, yeah. Pelosi's daughter. Yeah, Pelosi's daughter yeah. is what I was getting yeah. at. Is She had exclusive rights to film. And this here is Pelosi's daughter. I don't know who she's talking to, but explaining how... The narrative will change. I mean, listen. Media every day, you can't have a fair trial. Well, the reason, see, I think time is going to remember yeah, yeah. January 6th differently. Yeah. Right now, people are still the heat them. There's two things. Media needs stuff to fill. I mean, if right. you watch TV on January 6th, it was like January 6th, 24 7. As time goes on, right. it's right. going to be less. Yeah. And as, 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 um, so I think I think also people are going to lose yeah. their, their office, the jobs. I, the people that were there are going to lose their jobs. It's not going to mean anything if you weren't even there. And I know. You don't even we, care. Need, we need like a word breakup. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> right. No. Okay, I, I, I thank you for your time. Oh, absolutely. Listen, I really, um, I, I know you're not the bad guy. I mean, if there is, I haven't found the bad guy yet. But if there is, I know well, you're not the bad guy. guy. I mean, he's like a stereotypical bad guy. But I, the, the thing is, why I asked you the question of like, so what was the plan? Is that sure. if there was a if there was an insurrection, you were you were supposed to be in line marching. You're in the military, you know right. this. No, that's you were supposed to have a plan. So, exactly, it's called the operation order. You sit down right. overnight with your soldiers. You go right. over. All right, you're gonna go here. You're gonna go in by this side. It's, At this time, we're gonna take over this. There's none of that. If there was an insurrection. It's the sorriest insurrection in, in the, the worst 21st century ever. No guns. A, no guy, plan. a guy, a guy smoking pot. Uh, on I love the guy. Yeah, pot. I, I, I like. But well, we do that. We just went to New Hampshire oh, last week for the guy that just was drinking beer. Well, my favorite, wine. my favorite guy. Goddamn mute button. They need to fix this goddamn echo thing. Anyways, what I was saying is that's so nice, right? Pelosi's daughter there is doing a tabletop exercise of her her of her own, right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, can you be like? I mean, they could this be more of a of a fucking setup? And you know, I know you know. The shit going on in Gaza is pretty heavy. I talked about it last week. I even played a video, right, that I, I put together with Tom McDonald's new song. But then I found some footage uh, from the footage that I put in there that it looks completely staged. Completely staged. Um, I wanted a couple more videos on, on this January 6th. This fucking... Uh, what the fuck is his name? Aquino, Aquilino, Aqualino, I think his fucking name is. 
Anyways, Aqualino, he was an officer on January 6th. Mm-hmm. Listen to this heartbreaking ten- testimony. Because I serve my country. I want to siege to protect our homeland from foreign tra- threats. But yet here I am battling them in our own capital. United States Capitol Police Sergeant Aquilino Ganell immigrated from the Dominican Republic to the U.S. at 12 years old in 1991, deployed to Iraq in 2003, and then joined Capitol Police in 2008. He's speaking publicly for the first time about January 6th when he fought rioters trying to stop the certification of Joe Biden's presidency. I got hurt. I got hurt. I will, I will do, do it, it again, again if I have, I have to. to. It's my, my job. job. Sergeant Janelle led members of the department's civil disturbance unit. For hours, they battled insurrectionists attacking the Capitol. This video shows his fight on the West Front. They kept saying, Trump sent me. We won't listen to you. We are here to take over the Capitol. We're here to hang my, my pants. Um... They thought we were there for them, and we weren't. So they turned against us. It was very scary because I, I thought I was going to lose my life right there. Some of the most horrific video show Sergeant Ganell steps from Metropolitan Police Officer Daniel Hodges caught in a doorway. I could hear my fellow officers screaming, the agony in some of them. All I could think was, um, we can't let these people in. There's going to be a slaughter inside. Riders beat Sergeant Ganell so badly. And here we go. go. Anyways, uh, this here is Aquila and Neo coming in, and they're dragging in Roseanne uh, Boyd right now, performing CPR on her. Uh, he had said that he had suffered major injuries. He looks to be fine. Said he had contusions on his head and. I mean, he was in full gear. I mean, I don't know how the fuck you get contusions on your head. I mean, 
with the full gear, but that is Aquilino. Aquilino. Right? I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, the fact that it's, uh, I mean, we got videos like this. Someone tried to debunk this on me. Say this is not people changing into Trump clothes. Because there's green shrubbery and trees. But this isn't in January. But they are idiots. Idiots. I mean, if that is... If that is some... CGI, CG, or AI, CGI, CGI, AI. It's pretty good. But uh, the Capitol grounds are known as like a arboreum. Dude, if I got that right, that's going to be crazy. Pretty sure. It might be an arboreum. There's only like 44 in the country, and the Capitol's one of them because they got like over 600 different plants and trees. And they have trees that don't fucking, you know, lose their, they stay green all year. I don't know exactly what this is, but I believe it's a bald cypress. If I were to have to be an arborist for a moment, uh, I, I might have got that right, too. I mean, I think that's who works on or knows about trees is arborists. You know, people who know about trees anyways we're winding down here to the last uh know, 20 20 minutes or so need to cover a couple more things one thing is this little fun tidbit of fucking news uh stacy abrams brother-in-law was arrested on human trafficking and battery charges her brother-in-law, right? The brother-in-law of former Georgia gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams, a Democrat, I don't know, okay, uh, we all knew that, uh, has been arrested in Florida on charges of human trafficking, battery, and lewd or lascivious. I don't have anybody with me to catch that. Lascivious? Fuck. I think that's how you say it. Touching of a minor, according to the Office of the State Attorney for the 13th Judicial Circuit, Jimmy Gardner, a youth motivational speaker and brother of, brother-in-law of former Georgia gubernational candidate Stacey Abrams, is facing serious charges of human trafficking and is currently in jail in Hillsborough County with no bond. Okay? Now, he is uh, married to her who th- this lady is a fucking judge, Judge Lisa a- Abrams Gardner. She was overseeing, okay, it's fun. It's fun. Blooming onion. Whew, layers. She was overseeing the uh, election. <laughs> Cases. In Georgia. Stacey Abrams' sister. 
this lady was overseeing the the election cases in Georgia. I mean, it, that's not like a fucking like. Anyways, Jimmy, that's his name, Jimmy. Is it Jimmy Gardner? Yeah, Jimmy Gardner. This motherfucker spent like 20-something years in fucking prison already. This judge is the fucking worst judge of character in the history of judges, I think. She may be the worst judge at judging ever. She is possibly the worst fucking judge. She's the worst judge, the worst judge ever. She can't judge character for shit. Judging cases, holy shit. Her husband's fucking running around fucking trafficking people, trafficking kids. I think this this girl was 15. And it's it's funny, they don't, uh, not many of the headlines mention, you know, federal judge's husband charged with human trafficking, right? It's Stacey Abrams, Stacey Abrams' brother-in-law, you know, for headline readers, is like, ah, brother-in-law, who gives a shit? <laughs> Meanwhile, like we covered on AM Wake Up, they, they uncovered a sex trafficking ring of the likes of fucking Pizzagate with special text messages and all kinds of shit. Anyways, I wanted to cover another little fun uh, thing that I found out recently. Yesterday, in fact, I think I, I found this out. But uh, they have GMO, <laughs> genetically modified corn that stops man from spreading his seed. Okay? 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 They have genetically <laughs> modified corn that makes you fucking sterile. This report came out on sep Sunday, September 9th, 2001. Two days. Two days. Before 9-11, GM corn set to stop man spreading his seed. Scientists have created the ultimate GM crop, contraceptive corn. Waving fields of maize may one day save the world from overpopulation. Okay. <laughs> may one day save the world from overpopulation. Isn't that... Amazing. That is so fucking amazing. I'm just, I'm, I am so sick of these warmongering pedophiles. So I, I, it's funny because it, I remembered this. For me, like corn. What do you like about corn? Now, to do a really great job on 
new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services. We could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. Yeah. Um, who doesn't? I mean, the the America's biggest farmer, of course, he loves corn, right? Now, I've done some 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 diggings uh, into the GM corn, GM corn set to stop man spreading his seed. What a creepy fucking headline. Anyways, this fucking company, <laughs> the pregnancy prevention plants are the handiwork of the San Diego biotechnology company Epicyte, where researchers have discovered a rare class of human antibodies that attack sperm. And then they put it in the corn. They put it in the corn. Right? They put it in the corn. For me, I really like corn. What do you like about corn? It's corn. They put it in the corn. Dr. Bill Gates' favorite snack, apparently. <sighs> By isolating the genes that regulate the manufacture of these antibodies and by putting them in corn plants, the company has created tiny horticulture factories that make contraceptives. We have a hothouse field or a hothouse filled with corn plants that make anti-sperm antibodies, said Epicyte President Mitch Hine. Yeah. They have a hot house filled with corn. I don't know if you guys know the story of Monsanto and how they fucking sue the fuck out of out of farmers and fucking steal their land, you know, because tr trucks drive by with their hot house filled fucking corn seeds and they fucking fly out of the truck, supposedly, and they fucking germinate on the farmer's land and they fucking sue them. Say a lot of say a lot of you know I just anyways let's we also created corn plants that make antibodies against the herpes virus <clears throat> yeah. You can read that. Take your time. Uh-huh. So we should be able to make a plant-based jelly that not only prevents pregnancy, but also blocks the spread of sexual disease. So their plan is to make a high-fructose corn syrup sex jam that you use. Yeah, of course, you couldn't. No way you could just eat the fucking corn and it and it and it and it and it makes you sterile. There's just no way, no way that happens. Right? I'm just I'm I'm just I am I'm, so sick of these sick of these pedophiles. Yeah, I mean them wanting to make vaccines. Our food vaccines was a conspiracy the last like three years. Well, now it's like they're like, oh, yeah, we can. When technically, I mean, pure natural food, untouched plants, 
meats are technically vaccines in themselves. Because if you eat whole foods, you put them in your bodies, and you fast a bit, right? You will have less disease, right? They're a natural, a natural. But now HV1's going around. So watch out for that, guys. Watch out for the HV1. Um, I don't know what else I was going to hit on. I know Hamza wanted to come on. I don't know. I wanted to talk about this uh, John Buma. Buma. We covered him a little bit on um, AM Wake Up. Uh, so this guy, so apparently he doesn't have the dirt on Trump. He has the dirt on Giuliani and Russians. Uh, and then the FBI fucking raided his, his house. So that's pretty sweet. Jonathan Buma was raided by federal authorities on suspicions of violating laws related to classified materials. The search conducted in Southern California on Monday, was centered on a whistleblower complaint filed by Buma, who had previously alleged that Rudy Giuliani might have been compromised by Russian intelligence during his association with former President Donald Trump. According to Buma's attorney, Scott Horton, agents confiscated computers and other items during the raid but found no classified materials, only the unclassified whistleblower complaint. Horton characterized the action as retaliation for the whistleblower complaints, describing it as severe harassment by the Bureau. In July... Now, it's funny because there's a little interview with him from two months ago, and he's all like, I wish I would have isolated this one part, because he's like, I just want to let people know that, you know, that it's not just Trump that the... Or it's not just Biden that the FBI is protecting. It's even Trump. Of LA. And, and it put into a position where it would be physically impossible for me to do any more source reporting. I was never trying to drive the political process in one way or the other. I was only trying to make sure that everybody had all of the information, both sides, uh, so that people could make intelligent you know, decisions about what they want to do, policymakers or voters or whatever. What Chairman Jordan's investigation is alleging is that the FBI as a whole is an arm of the anti-Trump agenda. And this is simply not true. There is this allegation out there that the FBI slow played the intake of information and their diligent effort to investigate Burisma and the Bidens. What I saw going on with some of these these hearings was they weren't getting the full story. And I wrote up a statement, went to his office and, and, and I told him, well, quite honestly, guys, it's, it's, well, here, here's what happened. I think the management uh, cared a lot about it and they wanted a special briefing about it. What, what needs to be said here is 
I later started reporting on Giuliani and um, I really started to experience some suppression. And at that point, they shut me down and they said, no, 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 we're, we're only interested in things related specifically to Biden. I, I don't think it's a legitimate investigation. Yeah. Um, this, that whole sit down thing reminds me Reason why of the alien guy. That David, I don't fucking remember his name. You know the guy with the 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 aliens, the the alien guy who you know he he was the smoking gun to aliens, but he'd never fucking seen aliens ever. So that's cool. That's what this guy sounds like. You know, it's like he's put here right to <laughs> just make us believe you know oh yeah you know it's it's on both sides for sure which it is it is on both sides because finding out you know with the with the the the, the rnc making up the fucking uh, dossier about the pissing and the fucking russian shit and then the fucking democrats running with the fucking story and it's like Again, blooming onion, layers upon layers upon layers of shit. Layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of shit. <laughs> the FBI's raiding themselves. I mean, really? That's they're the FBI's raiding themselves like i mean we've talked about it on am wake up i i mean did he get a ride along with it because he's still he's still an fbi guy he's still in the fbi play a little bit of this video i made then we're gonna get out of here so misinformation i think is um has been a really tricky one because there are things that are kind of obviously false right that are, right, maybe, that are factual. maybe factual um but may, but not, may not be harmful. harmful. Um, so it's like, all right, are you going to censor, censor someone, someone for just being wrong? It's, you know, if, if there's no kind of harm implication of what they're doing, I think that's, there's, there's a bunch of real kind of issues and challenges there. Welcome to BBC Verify. Like you said, we are a team of investigative journalists here at the BBC. Uh, we are also a new brand and we are a physical location um, above the newsroom in London. Um, and the point of the team, as you said, is to verify video, to fact check, to counter disinformation, um, and to analyze really complex stories so we can get to the truth of what's going on. I think it says a lot about the Conservative Party of Canada. That they're choosing to constantly attack independent media organizations, journalists who are working hard to keep Canadians informed and support our democracy. She mean by they Facebook Moments. were on our side. Congressman, we didn't allow the Obama campaign to do anything that any developer on the platform wouldn't have otherwise been able to do. So she, she was, was making an inaccurate statement in your point of view? 
Yes, I appreciate the comments. The platforms are being misused to subvert science and spread disinformation and hate to billions of people. But this judge was confirmed 98 to zero by the Senate. Just reading the words in this injunction, a quote, massive effort by the defendants to suppress speech based on content. Those are the judge's words. Calling the present case, quote, arguably involves the most massive attack against free speech in the United States history, Ellie. Yeah. You sometimes hear about liberal bias in the media these days, how they're constantly letting off our government, letting our government off the hook for no good reason. Frankly, I think that's insulting. It's clear that they let us off the hook for a very good reason, because we paid them $600 million. Internet is also growing more closed, more insecure, more siloed by the day. More countries are putting up firewalls and shutting down access, using the internet to try to control speech, quash dissent, spread misinformation and disinformation. Misinformation and disinformation is carrying people to believe things that are untrue. Tucker Carlson is out at Fox News. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. Um, what I will say, though, is while I'm very glad that the person that is arguably responsible for the some of the largest driving some of the most uh, amounts of death threats and violent threats, not just to my office, but to plenty of people across the country, deplatforming works and it is important. And um, there you go. Good things can happen. And finally, today, I can announce that we're investing $5.5 million to build capacity of civil society organizations to combat disinformation. That's going to be that's the time that we're in, where facts are sort of flexible. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in tonight to tonight's show. Especially if you turned tuned in on uh, freeworld.fm. Uh, like I said, working out something's gonna do exclusive uh, audio stuff over there maybe the second hour I, I i don't know how i'm gonna do this exact well clips stuff anyways <laughs> if you're over there listening thanks for tuning in uh i don't exactly know what's up next more stuff i think uh check out rainoutrancast.com tomorrow uh on am wake up we're gonna have jared beck on so check that out. That'll be on Rumble. Check out amwakeupshow.com. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're about to shut the internet off. I think next week we'll talk about that. Uh, until then, have a good one. Peace. It's a grotesque postmodern postmodern psyop and any of the spawn for this. It's a grotesque postmodern psyop and any of the spawn for this. It's a grotesque postmodern psyop and any of the spawn for this. It's a grotesque postmodern psyop and any of the spawn for this. It's a grotesque postmodern
postmodern psyop and any modern 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 psyop and any to 